you find a girl. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, sitting down with Tyler Rich. Yeah, four years later, it'll make sense when we start listening. We're going to talk about the move to Nashville. Yeah, it happened eight years ago. Everyone thought it happened during COVID. Not the truth, man. A lot of recording going on during COVID. We talked about dogs. Keith Urban, AFI, When We Were Young, and so much more. Even touched on Creedence Clearwater Revival. Let's get to know Tyler Rich. Every girl you ever knew. If you're gonna love her, if you're gonna love her, if you're gonna love her, leave her wild. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Tyler Rich, back at the Toad's Tunes studios, dude. Welcome back to Vegas. Thanks, man. I think um, we were joking about this. Uh, last time you played here was 2019, and we've been trying for years and years and years, but we did it. That's all that matters. We the, did the, it. The deal's done. You've packed up your shit from California. Now you live in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Dude. Let's talk about, like, just all, of, like, is that a place that you've always wanted to go and be, and it was just time? So COVID actually presented a crazy perception um, that I had just moved there. I've been in Nashville for eight years. Okay. And so oh, when right. COVID hit, like, really hit, and everything canceled right there on the fly, um, I took my bag I had packed and my dog and flew to L.A. because my wife's an actor, so we have an apartment there, and we've always had it. And right. so... She was working at the time, and she couldn't leave, and touring was for sure canceled. And so I was like, oh, cool. Well, I'll just fly there, and we'll wait out this three weeks and see what happens. And then I ended up being there for a year, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, and so, um, which was fine, being from California, living in L.A. for eight years before moving to Nashville. It was awesome to be in in L.A. with nothing to do other than hang out with my wife, because we're both so busy, we don't ever really see each other, right? Right. So we hung out in L.A. around my closest friends and stuff, and it was was freaking awesome. But... Then it came down to, okay, i got to move back to Nashville because life is picking back up. So you didn't go back to Nashville at all during that? Uh, one time for album release, and then another time to uh, pack up my apartment I was in and put it into storage. And then my wife and I, we had been talking about wanting to buy a house and whatnot, and so... It's time. It was time, and we're like, you know what? Like, my team said, hey, when are you going to come back to Nashville? And we're like, what, what, what's the plan? And I was like, well, it doesn't seem like there's a rush <laughs> in this world right now. That being said... Because of COVID and me being in LA and doing Zoom writing and stuff, and I had to be able to do demos, I built a little mini studio at the house or apartment in LA. So I, could tr- I tracked my vocals by myself for the last three songs on the album wow. to finish it. Um, and so I was like, well, I can do all this out here. So what am I doing? I'm just going to take my time. And they're like, well, what do you mean you're taking your time? We need you back in Nashville. And I was like, for what? what right. I don't think you do. And so for lunch. Yeah, my wife and I were like, our goal is we're going to buy a house. Um, However long that takes, that's that's when I'll, I'll move back. And you started looking during COVID, and then yeah. you guys just, that's pretty neat. I mean, I guess outside looking in, uh, I never knew that, but yeah, a lot, well, that's kind of cool. Funny is, when you said that, it's funny, because I said it's a, a common misperception. So many people always go like, so what's it like living in Nashville? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, well, you just, I know you guys just got bought your house, and it's a different thing California. I was like, I've been there since 2015. That's yeah. nuts. It's crazy. Yeah, but uh yeah, it's cool. We got the house. It took like five months or whatever. And uh, ironically, which I didn't realize literally until I was packing up to drive across the country with the dogs to move back. Um, dogs, because we had two at this point because we fostered during COVID. That's a whole other story. Right. Um, and I, I saw that on your on your uh, more interview thing. I yeah. was laughing. <laughs> we, and we ended up driving like, and when I started driving, I realized, holy shit, this is the day I left Nashville last year to come to LA when COVID was hitting. To the date? To the day. Wow. I didn't get Nashville to the day, but it was the day I no, started driving. No, I'm saying the day you started driving was yeah, the day you got there. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just a one year exactly. Everything happens for a reason, though, man. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, how many dogs you got now? We got two. 
Two. Yeah. That's enough, right? Yeah. The old one we fostered past uh, oh, June. Le- I mean, he was. We brought him in during COVID. He was in a bad situation. Right. We had nothing but time, and so we rehabbed him and brought him back to life. And he was 16 year old husky and couldn't walk when we got him. And he's about to be put to sleep. And we're like, why don't we give this dude a chance? Yeah. And uh, he became my other dog, Abby's husky, his best friend. And then uh, he passed a few months after moving back to Nashville. Uh, I'm very old. I mean, but yeah, he was happy when he passed. He was eating prime rib with us on the floor and um, sad as hell. But we have another puppy we got last year uh, from Green Bay from our rescue on tour. It's pretty neat that you do that. We just, I lost my, uh, um, speaking of irony, I lost my black lab. He was 13, 14 years old. Got him when he was mm-hmm. this big. Um, he passed like the day before Mother's Day. And then my girlfriend, her dog passed the day before Mother's Day two years later. I'm like, what the well, fuck is going on with this Mother's Day stuff? Well, then I didn't want to get another dog. Like, I was like, I'm done for a little while. Like, I don't wish that on anybody. Yeah. That that passing of your best friend is like, my grandma went, that was tough. Totally. My dog went, that's a whole nother level, man. I was, I couldn't even, like, I was, I had no energy to do anything. Yeah, well, it's, and I and I feel like, Obviously, humans, um, they weren't so much more than an animal in everyday life. Yeah. But there's something about a dog that depends on you, and uh, they're, they're your best friend all day, every day. And it's unconditional as shit. Yeah, and that's they don't the know what's part. going on. Yeah. You know, and so that's like, that's the thing that crushes me is to them, they're still just hanging out with you and laying right. down with you, and then you're like putting them to sleep, and it just, oh, I'm it was so tearing up. It, it yeah. kills me. <laughs> as I remember the night, my, my buddy Sparky and I went and had sushi. And I got home, and him and I never talked on the phone, ever. It was always text. Yeah. And I called him, and he literally said, something's wrong. What's wrong? And I said, dude, shift. He, he passed. So he came running over. I couldn't, like, literally, I was, my body was so limp. I'm like, this has been my dude for years. Like, totally. Yeah. You come home, and um, he helped me with everything. Now it was tough. And then now we just, we got whiskey. It was funny. We were driving to uh, um, Temecula area to go pick up whiskey. She's a silver lab. Yeah. She's rad, and we couldn't figure out a name. We couldn't, and I had a whiskey jam hat on. I took it off and I threw it on the dash, and my girl goes whiskey. And I was like, boom, there it is. And boom. then we just picked up. She wanted a. Uh, she had a wiener dog that yeah. passed uh, last Mother's Day, and so she wanted one. I showed him a picture of her tonight, and she is a little dapple wiener. Uh, she is the cutest little spotted. I've always hated when girls called me dapple wiener. Write <laughs> 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 it down. I don't even know what a dapple wiener. What is that? It's just a spotted. Like normally a wiener dog, a dachshund is yeah, just yeah. one color. Oh, brown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll show you a p- picture. She's beautiful. Awesome. She's brown, gray, dark brown. Like she's just spotted and she's yeah. yeah. She's got a little personality on her. Music, dude. You're just like throwing stuff out there like crazy these days. Like, Finally. I-, I love it. So you, you let's talk about it, dude. Where does all this come from? Oh, man. Uh, it, I know it seems like we're throwing out stuff like crazy because we're finally doing it at like a rapid pace. But in my brain, it was like, oh, my God, we've released 15 songs in six years. Right. And so it's like so slow. Um, but finally, um, I mean, we write so many songs every year. Right. And sure. So um, six years since signing my record deal, we've released 15. And at the end of last year, when it was Christmas, you know, I talked with my team and I was like, guys, like, I love you. You love me. We're great. Things are cool. We sell well on tour. Things are awesome. But like, I'm bored. My fans are bored. Yeah. You guys should be bored. Everybody should be bored. We need more music now, right? Has everybody agreed? Thank God. And so now all of a sudden we've just dropped three songs yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, well, two. One was a month before, but came back out as an EP. Uh, we got some more stuff coming out, which is uh, different versions of five songs that are. Well, I don't even. 
Ah, fuck it. Yeah. Different versions of five songs come out very soon. You hear Are they like f- remixes? You hear it here first. Um, but studio remixes, like um, reimagined acoustic, not reimagined, I don't want to say acoustic because they're not necessarily acoustic. They're reimagined, um, reimagined versions, right? right? So like Lever Wild, there's a, a, a piano ballad. Fat ass. Yeah, which I've been just waiting for forever. So do you start like a song like Lever Wild? Obviously you started on acoustic guitar or something like that. Or did you start that one on piano and then it became what it was? And then do you go back? Or I guess what my question is, is how did that one start? And yep. then why piano version? Um, so sometimes songs start on piano. If I'm just like chilling at home, just kind of like jamming a little bit, different ideas hit me. And then you, but ultimately, even if it is like a little idea, it all comes down to the writer's room that day when you're working. Sure. And just like this, three, four people, you sit around in a circle and sometimes you know them, sometimes you don't, but it's almost, it's like a day job in Nashville. And yeah, you absolutely. look at each other and you say, what's your idea? No, nah, that sucks. What's my idea? Yeah, it sucks. What's your idea? Oh, that's cool. Uh, it kind of sucks. But what if we did it this way? And it's just uh, you brainstorm for an hour, like a normal business meeting. And, right. Um, and, but Lever Wild was, uh, it was nothing, literally, but an idea. So my wife's favorite poem uh, from this guy Atticus, it's called "Love Her Wild," and it's uh, it's if it's like love her, but love her wild, yeah. and that's her favorite thing in the world because she's she's this energetic spark of hell yeah, twenty four seven. And I uh, I was talking about it when I got in the studio that day, and I was writing with John Knight and Chris Stefano, and John, he's like, you know, my wife loves that too. She talks about that all the time, and we uh, we kind of just started hashing out about what our girls in our lives are like and what that means for us in our everyday life of chasing somebody through a bar that is the life of the party 24 seven. Um, but loving them because they are that and not even just that, but just loving them for who they are. And, um, I don't know, we just started riffing and then the lyrics kind of just start falling out and but that's not how it ever happened. I mean, that's not how it always happens. Sometimes you come in with an idea that's a half of a hook and you go from there, but lever wild was just, a verbal idea that turned into... And that started on guitar? Um, yeah, it was just so two, what, two acoustics. What made you go piano style on it? I feel like it deserves it. Right. I feel like a piano ballad is... Um, there's something so sweet to it, and it's a song that, like, when we play that song live, especially in, like, a festival setting, you see, like, little girls get on their dad's shoulders. Yeah. You see... Um, I just felt that. Yeah, I mean, it, and I, when I said it, I felt it, because it's the coolest thing in the world, right? And it's... Um, so many times people have emailed me, or not emailed, nobody has my email, um, <laughs> DM'd me, and um, it's only spam I get in my email, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to say you get, like, Domino's pizza shit in your email, right? Dude, I get all of them. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm like, I've never even shopped at Kohl's in the past year. How do you dude, give me free bucks? <laughs> funny story. I've been paying for my girlfriend's insurance for five years. Yeah. I just added it to mine. The last two days, she's gotten calls saying that, that she was out shopping for insurance. And so she wrote me a text message and these people are emailing, texting her, calling her about insurance. And I'm like, I think that you just talk about it now and they hear it fucking everything. Yeah. But thousand percent. Which is going. true. Yeah. Uh, but so many people have been like, Oh my God, I, I want this for my wedding. I want to walk down the aisle to this because my husband loves me for who I am. Lever wild is our anthem. Right. But Lever wild as a produced record. It doesn't is, fit. Right. It, it, it's like a, it's, it's anthemic. It's big and it's, um, but it doesn't it's, fit as a. As it doesn't a, fit as what we need, what yeah. they want it for there. And so, um, when this does come out, you're going to hear the difference is like this almost like jazzy blues bar kind of song. Um, you're going to hear "Thinking We're in Love" more in a like a folk Americana vein. You're going to hear "Lever Wild" is you know I'm not going to give it all away because there's got to be a sure. surprise. But. When does when does this one drop? Um, very soon. Very soon. Like, like a couple weeks or like a month or w- within probably I think anywhere between the next like four to 
six weeks probably. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and so we, uh, when it came to Leave a Wild, they're like, we're all just sitting there hashing it out in the studio. What do we want to do with this one? Because my whole thing was like, so many times people put out acoustic EPs, acoustic albums, acoustic songs, acoustic. Acoustic. It's, it's a thing. great word. It's like acoustic. Take different. it with you. <laughs> uh, crawling in the dark. Um, so many people just like pull out, and there's nothing wrong with this, but they pull out things from the master. And then it's the exact same vocal you hear on the record. Right. But I got it's just it. acoustic and yeah. maybe like a percussion. And I wanted these songs to have a new identity. I wanted it to be something cool, fresh, different. And so we literally sat there in the studio that whole day and, and thought for like an hour for each song, what can we do with this one that makes that um, that's cool that different, lends yeah. to it and gives a nod to the way the song's written and different things that are cool about the real thing that we could bring to life in a jam session. That's style. pretty cool. And Lever Wild as a ballad piano it's was badass. a no brainer. Yeah. It's me. The homie on a grand piano, um, and then a little bit of acoustic, and that's about it. That's pretty dope. I can't wait it's for that epic. one. It's I want to. I want to go back to the COVID times. Is there anything that you picked up, like a hobby that you didn't have prior to that that you jumped into? Uh, I, I did pick up a hobby I didn't have prior to that, and it's no longer a hobby I also have post that, and that was running. <laughs> oh, who was chasing you? Oh man, uh, COVID. <laughs> Yeah. On the beach? <laughs> Dude, it was crazy. In LA, you couldn't go to the beach. You oh, that's right. Well, at least for the first like four months. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't go on the you couldn't go on hikes. You literally couldn't do anything. Which for me, dude, we we're gone so much that for me, I was like, this is paradise. Right. I'm not allowed to do anything. I could just sit right. at home. My wife and I we binge wa- we watched our first series on television together. Which one? Uh we watched Shits Creek. For the, the whole thing, and Succession on HBO. And that was our thing during COVID. We watched tons of movies and blah, blah, blah. But uh, she is, uh, it's funny because she is an actor, but she doesn't, she loves movies, but she doesn't really watch TV shows. And most of her work is TV shows. Right. And so for the first time ever, we sat down and like binge watched things together, which is such a vital thing in relationships, I think, because like you bond with characters together. Absolutely. You bond with storylines, you cry together, you laugh together, you get pissed together. Uh, and it was really cool, but... You couldn't do anything in L.A. You would be fined if you went outside without a mask on. Sure, yeah. And uh, But so I would go out running. And you remember like season one, Walking Dead, when that trailer and poster dropped? And it's the main dude on the horse yep. in the middle of Atlanta on the highway. And there's nobody. Nobody. So we live in Beverly Hills, like right off of Santa Monica Boulevard. And that is like four lanes on each side, which is probably a 45-mile-an-hour highway. Not highway. Nothing. Whatever. Zero. I could run for probably five minutes straight in the middle of the road and, and not see a car in Beverly Hills into West Hollywood, like that whole area, which is Santa Monica Boulevard takes you from the beach through West Hollywood up into actual Hollywood. Like it's one of the busiest roads probably in the world. And it was just dead. Dead. But so I would run four miles. You were to, allowed to do that? Well, I'd run with a mask like around my neck. And if I'd see someone, I'd pull my mask. Go, so gay. Yeah, crazy. Um, I rode <laughs> I, I I rode my bike down the strip on my birthday Sick. in 2020. There wasn't one car. There, everything was closed, locked up. It was the most eeriest thing I've ever right. ever seen. I saw videos of people in Nashville that were got down on Broadway, and you're just like, this is just disturbing. I was like yeah. telling people, I would bet my house they wouldn't close a casino. Yeah. I'd have lost fucking everything. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, in saying that, we came here everything's closed and my friends wanted to dance well i opened the doors 
just cool. for my friends. There'd be yeah. like four people in here, the whole dance floor, and I would turn the music up. And yeah. my buddy Sparky, who's here tonight, he actually got into the go-go box. He's the only male that's ever been in the go-go box <laughs> and dance. But he did it for a crowd of three, but it yeah. was still, like, it was one of those crazy things. Did you play video games or anything like that? I always play video games. What's your game? And so uh, I've always been an Xbox guy okay. like my whole life. Um, well, since Xbox started. And so we had a friend... That uh, made him like 14, is what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Nintendo first. Um, we had a friend from Colorado that lived with us in L.A., and so he was going back and forth, kind of how we go back and forth from Nashville. It was a right. perfect scenario with our friend Zach. And so Zach was not there the whole year that I was there in the house, and he was back home in Colorado, and he only had a PlayStation. And so all of a sudden I started playing PlayStation, and I fell in love with Unchar Uncharted. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is one of their original games you can't get on other consoles. And I played the whole, all four games, five games, all five games. Um, and I, my brain exploded. I, I became obsessed with this thing. And um, then I got the PS5 when it first came out. And yeah, so I, yeah, hobbies would be running in PS5 and just doing dumb shit on Instagram Live. Right. I mean, her and I would do just like... Because you could. Because we could, we were bored, and because we should. Yeah. It was like this, it was this outlet and this, uh, this thing that we've... Had it at our fingertips forever, which I'm saying now. And when I say it out loud, I realize I should still be doing it as much as I did. Well, hold on. You're back to life again. And that's what, yeah. And, that, and that's so why are, it makes so it more difficult. That watch, yeah. Right. And yeah. so, but I mean, we would do a talk show on Sundays. Really? L literally. On and let Sundays. people ask questions and you would just communicate with those people. And well, kind, well, so it was like a variety show, right? So <laughs> Sabina's favorite thing, obviously, because it's Sabina uh, and she's a female. Uh, no offense, females, but. Her thing was like, oh, my God, it's like the first Sunday. I just want to go like on a rooftop and drink like mimosas and do brunch, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm cool, just chilling. She goes, I know, but I want to. wish we could do that. I was like, well, why don't we do that on live? So we got like mimosas and drinks, and we jumped on live on a Sunday, and we called it Leave Her Wild Sunday Brunch. Oh, okay. Uh, which is Leave Her Wild Sunday Brunch. Right. And uh, it turned into, um, at the beginning, it was just us drunk with different friends on the thing, which then turned into an actual show a year straight, every Sunday. We would open with five minutes of my section that was called "What's Good," and that was good news in the world. Right, and then it that had to be hard for you to come up with. But go ahead. Well, surprisingly, <laughs> there was actually heartwarming stories every, oh, every week we could talk about. Yeah. And honestly, I would just steal them from TodayShow.com. Hoda had some good shit, man. Right, <laughs> and right? Not, any, not everybody watches. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and if they do, they want to hear about it again from our perspective. Right, <laughs> right. That's fair. Yeah, and it's we content. Uh, content. And that's the only thing that matters. You recycle, recycle, recycle. Everything in the world's recycled. It's funny that, so I was doing these interviews. I'm in my fifth year of doing them. Mm -hmm. And during COVID, I did a couple, I actually probably did like 10 or 11 um, Zoom ones. And they were interesting. Like I did one with Megan Patrick and it was hilarious because her dogs went nuts in the middle of it. And she goes, let me go put my dogs away. So I got to have fun with that. And yeah. I inserted this whole thing where I had a conversation <laughs> with her dogs right in the middle of it. It was pretty fucking funny, whatever. Amazing. But what that did for us was, it turned, well, for me, it turned Toad's Tunes into something that people were gathering content that they couldn't get anywhere. Well, it's exploded since then, yeah. which is kind of neat that, that people, when I post a show at Stoney's, did you sit down with them? I'll get 30 text messages tomorrow asking, did you sit with them? When are you going to post it? When are you going to get to it? When's it going to be? It? Like, because they just, yeah. it's, it's, it's stuff that I'm not sitting here because your boy Timmy handed me a piece of paper and said, these are your talking points. 
Like, this is totally random, normal, it's, real it's a, conversation. It's supposed to be that way, and I think that yeah. that's that's what the neat part about it is. Is like I had one tour manager come in and hand me a piece of paper, and I go, "What's that?" And they said, "These are the talking points." And I was like, "That's fucking cool. I ain't doing it." Yeah. But that's kind of and you, you, people get to know a different side of you. Totally. Did so when you play video games? Did you get into any of the sports games? Oh yeah, we. I mean, we play Madden twenty four. Oh, do you got the brand new Madden? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm gonna have to go get that. We're Which was to, we're gonna have to. I don't. I don't have the brand new one, but so we play a game. What, what's your console? I have a PS5, okay. and right. my, and right. my daughter has an Xbox. That's all you got to say. Okay, so we play a game. It's going to change your world. All right. So it is... <laughs> this game is hard to explain and get people to actually pay attention and care. So this game is an 8-bit. It looks like the shittiest game of all time, right? It's an 8-bit game that is... It's kind of like Super Smash Bros. Okay. Uh, but there's nothing special about it. There's no special moves. There's nothing crazy. It's called Duck Game. And it's like twelve dollars on your store. Literally, get on it. And if you're online, I like I will whoop your ass. I'm telling you, <laughs> I will this, go practice. Hey, and then this is how we this is how we solve arguments on the bus. It is how we um, spend all of our time. So if someone has an issue, you both sit down and you play thousand percent. Yeah, what's it called? Or if somebody wants to go do something, someone wants to do something else. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Let's fucking duck. Right? It's called duck game. That's it. Okay. And so it is. Uh, there's four buttons. It's jump, shoot. Well, I guess, or action, because you could, like, pull a pin on a grenade. Okay. So jump, action, pick up or throw. That's it. That's the button. Uh, and then the other, the fourth button is quack for intimidation. That's it. And you're these four ducks that jump around on this map with insane weapons. All right. And uh, the goal, you, it's just first last person to live. But the, the rounds literally last anywhere from two to, like, 12 seconds max. It's that quick. It's quick. Okay. Uh, and it's first to 10 wins. Okay. And I am the, the master game champion. I picked up Tiger Woods Golf. I uh, have that. Yeah. Uh, um, and I would play some of you guys in Nashville. And yep. I'm going to throw one under the bus right now, Mr. Austin Burke. Yeah. I played him. And uh, um, I suck at real golf. But I'll go out there and I'll play with people. Like totally. I, I call it army golf. Right, left, right, left, right. Like 100%. Every now and then <laughs> I'll. I'll hit. <laughs> yes. Every now you can, you can you can have that one. I just play cigar golf. Yeah, well, oh, you just smoking whatever. I just have a smoke good time. play best ball. They, oh, dude, that's it. So we would play this uh, this game and we would get on. And I had never, ever, ever done a headset before in my life. Ever. Mm -hmm. Never. And so I bought this whole headset thing and then I found out I could just plug my headphones from my, my old iPhone in and everything was oh, fine. Yeah. So that's what I do is put those in. So I would play golf with them. I was whooping the shit out of him. So we didn't play for like two weeks, and I call him and go, bro, what's up? And he was like, oh, I've just been busy. Oh, yeah, and I need more room on my PlayStation, so I just deleted the game. And I was like, you, dude, oh my god, so bad. So, so bad. And um, I asked you earlier, I don't know if you know Asian Jason, DJ 30 Rack by any chance, San Diego. He was a DJ at Moonshine for a while. He used to hang out with the Country Rebel Boys. Yeah, yeah. I do. I don't know who you're talking I, about. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know him just because yeah, yeah. of just the California stuff. He um we would play Madden at my house and I learned a really, really bad trick from him in Madden that when you get your ass kicked, you just turn the fucking game off. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you? Uh, I'm a big game turn offer uh when it comes to Madden. Um uh, and uh my gamer tag is Tyler Rich and uh the E is a three. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to have to find you on there one day, and we'll have to play. 
Uh, I, I think, love it. I think, I think and Duck Game. I'm telling du- you. No, no, no. Here's here's the deal with Duck Game. Duck Game is the most addicting thing you're ever gonna play in your entire. I'm life. gonna get it. I'm, my daughter's 14. I'm gonna play her until I feel confident enough, yeah. and then I'll call your ass out on it. <laughs> I will let you know. I've been playing the game for a year, and I still for something that's so cheap. It's 12 bucks yeah. ish, and it's and it looks so it looks so cheap on purpose. It's so funny. These the ducks are so funny. Like I don't know. It, how do you explain it to me? I don't like. It's just. Is that on? To me, I don't know. How do, how do you explain Duck Game? You don't. It's just, uh, it's the most addicting thing of all time. It's literally... Lean forward so they can hear you, bro. I mean, it's like turning on an old Nintendo, like the original. It's super 8-bit. 8-bit, all the way. They're just like squares? But addicting. But like crack cocaine, toad. I mean... <laughs> they, Never done it? <laughs> you hit circle and you'll start hearing quack, 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 or different type of hair it'd just look completely different or sound different it's just laughing at you i hate playing the game with him because all he does is win i'm really who beats good. him nobody not one person on I'm your bus like every once in a while if right. i if i get him really liquored up i can i can beat him is he sleeping and then you're like fuck it we're playing uh-huh. but well so joe our guitar player we were playing at the house the other night and he was winning and he's like he's getting all pumped and he looked over and i was asleep it was two in the morning i was asleep on my couch at the house and he's like what the fuck? <laughs> That's pretty funny. But yeah, get that game. Uh, I already have Madden game on. Um, I got to get the new one. I don't have the brand new. There's there's a brand. It's different. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the games just um, visually get cooler. Things happen. Uh, the 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 gameplay is different. It took a while to. Get, it's more like a football simulator. It took a while to get used to. And you, yeah, I think the new games are cool. Like I just got the new uh, um, the the golf one. That's two K twenty three or whatever. Oh, I don't have Tiger. I have that one. 2K23? Yeah. Yeah, I got that one. I don't know when it first came out. It was probably like, what, eight, nine months ago yeah, or something sure. like that. I got that, and I went through the whole tutorial. And I'll play it now, and, and my girl's like, dude, are you playing on easy mode? I'm like, no, watch this. If you, you know, the white bar down the middle, if you just go out like this much, that mm-hmm. ball's fucking gone. And I'm like, the only thing I, that me and my buddy Sparky took off was the swing control, the back and the front. Got because it. that's dumb, dude. The end of the day is if you're just So what off, do you do? Um, you can. I've only. That's the only golf game I've ever played. If you just go into the settings, you can take off the. No, but I mean, how do you swing then? You still. No, you do, but it doesn't judge you by how fast you go back and how fast you go. It's forward. accuracy, like a field goal on. Yeah, that. it's just a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the end of the day is like if every time if you sit there, like you would have to play the game probably for four hours a day for three years before you mastered it. So that totally. was the one of the one of the things that we took off. All right, tomorrow. This is going to be different by the time it comes out, but you're playing uh, Boots in the Park. Yeah. Um, I want to have some fun with this. Arena festival style stuff or like small clubs like ours? What What's your preference? I know they all have oh, their thing, man. but there's got to be one that, that, just, that just might get it for you. So club shows are always awesome because it's only our crowd. I mean, if we're headlining. Right? Fair. Yeah, yeah. And fair. It's so up close and personal, and I love you were telling me earlier you don't do, like, barricades. It's just dance floor up to the stage. It's um, intimate still. I mean, it's yeah. it's controlled intimacy. Yeah, controlled intimacy. That's what Sabina calls it, too. Um, we, <laughs> bad joke? <laughs> Timmy's shaking his head. Um, we, uh, yeah, so up close, personal. Like, I grew up in the rock world. You know, I was touring forever in places that it's uh, just shitty, crazy, little tiny hundred person rooms right so the closer the people are to me the more fun i have uh but festivals are cool i mean we play so early in festivals because of where we're at in our career that it's 
it's still a good time because there's a lot of people and, and the hang of the festival is fun, right? The hang in the back and yeah. hang with either the artists and the other the, the other band guys and the other crew guys that we all know. It's always like a little reunion from Nashville. Do, I think that's probably the neatest thing. We've done a couple tailgates here. Um, and when you get that hole from, we had John Party and Kit Moore play one year all the way down to like the Jackson Mickelson's of the world. And it's yeah. just to neat to, to the, everybody knows each other and everybody's kind and well, for the most part, and you got, you got people in there and you're right. It is, it is a reunion. ACMs here are like that. I yeah. mean, that's probably one of, one of the bummer things I, I think, I, th- I think the most that I don't like the fact that ACM left Vegas yeah. was a night here, the night you played, we played here. here, 2019, Vegas. everyone in there brother was here, dude. Yeah. Like the people just come and hang. And I think the night before or after you, Hardy played and John Langston and Morgan Wallen and Cole Swindell showed up and just sang. I mean, Thomas Rhett yeah. shows up and just they everybody just get up on the stage and have a good time. I think that's the one thing nobody really has that reason to all be in Vegas at the same time anymore. Totally. Which is a bummer. So you're going back to you just love when people are close. I'm like I think that's that's the coolest part for me because even when artists get huge, I want them to come back. And still, yeah. I love what Garth does, and he does that kind so, of stuff. Dive and bar tour, so cool, dude! It's the neatest yeah. thing in the world. I ran into Cappy in Nashville um, not too long ago with Luke's camp, and uh, I asked him, just kind of just joking, dude, when's Luke coming back to play Stoney's? He he he, sort of thing. And he's yeah. like, dude, in the next couple of years, he's gonna go back to the people that took care of him and told you're one of them dudes. And I was like, let's go. Yeah, we had some 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 bullshit backstage that happened with with him and the guy they were playing with, and I'm just I'm that guy. You're no different than him. I'll treat you both the same. I don't mm-hmm. care if. Dirk Bentley's here. You're still the same guy to me. Like you both are the same people, and some people take that a little bit different. I'm one of them guys that doesn't. Totally. You have an artist that you'd love to go out on the road with and learn from. Uh, my my call out is always Keith Urban. Why Keith Urban? Uh, so Keith is Keith's the guy that got me back into country. So I grew up listening to country music when I was a little kid with my mom. My yep. dad was always rock, and my mom was country, and so. When I was a kid, it was it was and my uncle Tim. It was country and rock, but uh, it was always Garth and Clint Black and Vince Gill and Brooks and Dunn and that whole era. And then when I got into high school and I started playing guitar and getting into bands, the only thing I wanted to do was anything that was loud, right? I wanted to do um, metal, Metallica, rock, corn that turned into punk rock. It turned into all that stuff. And then in my early twenties, when I just got back into songwriting and my my acoustic guitar and all that stuff. Um, I fell back in love with country music because of Keith Urban, and then Tim McGraw and Kenny and all that stuff. And you go and like, like, dude, Keith Urban to me is just he is rock and roll, and and that's the cool thing is too is like he shreds right, yeah. and uh, he shreds, but his his vocal his his vocal timber and his melody and everything is there's not there's nothing missed right. He is so articulate on everything he does as an artist, and it make he makes it look effortless effortless man it's it, so good it drives me yeah. nuts so like i watch Lindsay l play guitar and i'm like she's the she's the female keith urban because yeah. that girl can shred and then i had claire dunn here one night i didn't get to see her but i heard it was the same i had to take my mom to go see justin timberlake yeah oh nice um <laughs> claire is awesome she's cool yeah i've never seen her live so yeah. like for me it's like one of them goals to bring her back so i can watch her justin was not what i thought it was going to be he literally did first first course and then went to the next song and you're just like wait because he has so many yeah so for what sure. do you do it's like when you go watch a rapper that has a ton of features or a DJ. That's yeah. Like, I went and saw DJ Khaled at Coachella. And, uh, well, I guess, I, I don't know, a bunch of people were playing and a bunch of my friends. I was there with, like, 20 people. And, oh, we're going to go watch this person on main stage, side stage, blah, blah. And I went with, like, eight people to go watch DJ Khaled because we're like, oh, this is going to be crazy. He's going to have so many guests and features. And the whole thing was just 30 seconds of a song. Stop. 
30 and seconds next, of the yeah. song stop and i was like oh my god let down right i'm gonna die <laughs> this is the worst speaking of that you came back to town for when we were young mm-hmm. what's what's the artist you looked forward to seeing the most out of that lineup oh god that's such a good question so when I was early high school, like I said, when I first was playing music, AFI was such a oh, huge hell yes. Uh, and so, a lot of my friends left to go watch other bands, and I was like one of the like we were in a group of ten or so, and I was like one of three that, yeah, AFI. For AFI sure. is badass. I mean, but taking back Sunday, I mean, I have a t- I have a taking back Sunday tattoo. Do and you really? So, yeah. So, but I've seen him thousand for me too. Times. Yeah, me too. Um, um, we were talking earlier that 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 first day when we were young got canceled. Yeah, I met a dude in San Diego that introduced me to the guitar player, one of the guitar players from the Used. Nice. And I talked to him that afternoon, and I said, "Dude, I have a venue. All these people, dude, they just popped up in all the most randomest places oh, just playing here. No, oh, shit. they said that they were that they played the night before. If they didn't, they would have done it. Yeah. And I was like, and. <sighs> TBS popped up in some fucking small ass place yeah. too, and I, I was like, "That's one of those bands." So I've seen TBS, The Used, uh, Three Eleven. Those are probably the bands that I've seen the most. Yeah. Oh and, no shit. Awesome. Yeah, because I'm not a. I don't know. I I, I listen to everything. Yeah. My my kid Same. got mad at me because he's like, "You're country," and I'm like, "Bro, I'm fucking ride dirt bikes." The last thing I'm is country. Like, right. My favorite bands are not that. Like I love. But country. you love country. I love exactly. It. I just love music in general. Yeah. I mean, my whole my whole goal is to is to, uh, I go back to the Russell Dickerson of everything. He's played here seven times. The last two times he played here, he sold them both out. It was the fucking coolest thing in the world. And once we got to that point, I want to start all over again and find the next one. Because I have a blueprint here. that like, And the idea is if you come back here once a year sort of thing, you can build Vegas. And Vegas is an odd market because there's always something to do. I was, yeah. I was telling these guys earlier that uh, uh, Haley Witters played here last week, and she went against Taylor Swift, Luke Bryan, and Adele. Yeah. She stepped foot on the stage and 923 people were in this room. It's amazing. And I just went, what the fuck? Well, the neat part is you're probably going to do the same thing tonight. Which I, which I think is cool. <laughs> um, this has been fun, dude. Do me a favor and tell people how to find you online. Uh, everything is very simple. Tyler Rich. Uh, Tyler Rich or Tyler Rich Music. If you just tap that in, it pops up everywhere you go. Do you have a nickname? Uh, some people call me T because they're lazy. Um, when I was a kid, it was T-Bone. But that's just normal. Um, Teebs. T-Bone turned into Teeps. That's what my best friends I grew up with call me is Teeps. That's not bad. I like uh, it. Some of my friends call me Stacks because Tyler Rich, Stacks on Stacks. Oh, Rich, on stacks, stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Yeah, they call me Stacks. Stacks and Teeps, I would say, are the two biggest ones. I have one more question for you. Ultimate goal in music. Like, what is it that you want to do everything. with music? Everything. All of it. Okay, you're already making I'm a already, living at it. Well, you, I'm, already, I'm already doing everything I thought I could uh, when I was a kid, but I want to do it all. I yeah. mean, world tours. World tours, and, that, and that's the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be big. I just want to do world tours. Well, you guys just came back from. No, you didn't. Were you overseas at all? No, you didn't. But we go. did just do some stuff, some stuff in Quebec, okay, um, Canada. Yeah, I released a song with uh, my single called "Thinking We're in Love." We did a French version with a pop artist from Quebec, and I sang it in French. You can just find it on my Instagram. How and, hard was that to learn? Uh, it was hard as shit. But she sent me, uh, she sent me it phonetically, so I could learn it uh, reading it as if it was English. And I thought I had it down. I mean, I'm telling you, I practiced, dude, for like four days straight. I'm talking straight, like 10 hours a day. And I got there, and she goes, oh, my God, you're so prepared. This is crazy. Let's fix everything. Because <laughs> French is so hard, man. Dude. Like, she'd was... be like, "That's uh, you're saying buh. I need you to say buh. I'm like, I did. Fuck. Yeah, but that song just, it hit, top, it hit number five on pop radio in Quebec. With you on it. It's my song. It's that... me featuring her singing French. Got you. Yeah, which is crazy. And it's on... Is it on your Spotify? 
Yeah, there's an English version. You'll hear it tonight. You'll hear her singing English through the speakers. I got one more question and get the <laughs> fuck out of here. What is your favorite cover to do? Oh, man. Well, we do Billie Jean every night because it's on my first album. Um, but my favorite cover to just sing when I'm hanging at home is just always anything Creedence Clearwater. It's just, it, it, it is and it always will be. It's my favorite band of all time. And Credence, yeah, Credence, and uh, and so anything, yeah, that's rad. As long as I can see the light, probably. Thanks again for the time. Yeah, this was awesome, man.